Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. At Freedom Mortgage, freedom means helping veterans achieve their home financing goals. Whatever freedom means to you, Freedom Mortgage has custom loan options to meet your needs, making home financing a custom fit. That's freedom. Visit freedommortgage.com forward slash VA to learn more. Freedom Mortgage Corporation, MLS number 2767, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org, 951 Yamato Road, Boca Raton, Florida, 33431, 800-220-3333. Licensed in all 50 states. For complete licensing information, visit www.freedommortgage.com forward slash state dash licensing. Equal housing opportunity. When life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. And at Wiener Schnitzel, when life gives you sweet watermelons, delicious wild berries, and refreshing coconuts, you make three thirst-quenching, ice-cold southern lemonades in flavors that you can't resist. And when life gives you crispy bacon, grilled onions, and savory sauces from Texas, Kansas City, and Carolina, you make tasty barbecue dogs. So this summer, when life gives you cravings for deliciousness, head on over to Wiener Schnitzel and try our Tastes of Summer with barbecue dogs and southern lemonades today. What's up, everybody? It's your boy B. Scott with the Philadelphia Eagles. I just want to thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating. Fly, Eagles, fly. This is a Brawl Network production. You're listening to the Eagles Brawl Podcast. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! Here to take you on the road to victory. It's Connor Miles, Ed Cross, Johnny Page, and Tyler Steege. All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Eagles Brawl of the Brawl Network. However, you're listening, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Radio.com, or Stitcher. We greatly appreciate it. Co-host Connor Miles here with a special guest. Returning to the show, Johnny Kinsley at Brickwall Blitz. Had to have Johnny on. Evaluates the quarterback position better than most. If you haven't already, go follow him. Read his uh, down through the deep ball accuracy chart. That's just amazing. It's so informative and it's so easy to understand too, even if you're just a casual football fan that wants to know more about uh, deep, deep throwing uh, accuracy percentages on that stuff and learn for yourself. You could just go on his like, click on those links, read those charts. So easy to understand. The casual fan can easily understand it. And you've been higher on Carson Wentz. It, the funny thing is, I've known you for a while now, and I, I've always seen your analyst for a while now. Uh, coming out, you were down on Carson Wentz, and over the years, he's gradually grown on you because his deep ball accuracy has improved. And I fully agree with you. And we had you on the episode before when he started out, his deep ball accuracy was not good at all. Uh, even with the wide receivers not producing, it wasn't, it wasn't there yet. It's a gradually improved and uh, it really hit its peak last year. I thought, and you as well says something along the same lines. I'm interested to hear, man, what are your thoughts on Carson Wentz's 2020 season? It's been up and down. And uh, as, as much as a fan of his as I am, I'm just, I try to be realistic. And his start to the season was bad. I can't, I just can't defend how he played the start of the season. But 
these last three weeks, I mean, ever since the win against the 49ers, I think Carson Wentz is back. So I'm interested to hear what you had to say on him. It's funny you mentioned the uh, the 49ers game because I think like I think like right after that, um, he was like like I like uh, he was playing at like a much more comfortable level, and uh, like that like that's that's really the difference. Uh, for me is that uh, like the first four weeks of the season, I, I think I mentioned on the last, like the last time I was on, I mentioned uh, like, I like uh, with once the struggles early in the season, like I, I depicted it as it was kind of like a preseason for everyone. Cause uh, we didn't really get preseason or uh, very much practice at all. So I think uh, I'm not sure what it was, what it was after like the Rams or Bengals game uh, I was on, but um, I, 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 I had discussed on the episode that Wentz uh, basically, like, for whatever reason, like, need, needed, like, those four preseason games, quote-unquote, which are actually, like, regular season games, as you know, uh, to get to really get back in focus. And this was, like, more apparent with the lack of receiving quality around him with everyone getting injured, from Jalen Regor to Deshaun Jackson after playing, like, 20 snaps a game, and then he just leaves for, like, the rest of the season. Um, go, uh, go, go, going, going into um, once his actual struggles in the first half of the season, like, like I, I, definitely, I definitely see him as, like, way more comfortable. Like, you have definitely seen him as well. He's definitely turning up way more in the fourth quarter. And, and what, like, whether by luck or actual skill, he's playing, like, way much better, like, like much, much better. And he's playing at the level that we've come to expect from him. Um, going into uh, the 2020 season, like, I definitely do agree with you. It's been way up and down. It's kind of been at, like, the reputation that, like, re- like that, like, really most people would have. Would, would have with uh with Nick Foles like it's been very streaky but at the same time the last three weeks have been pretty consistent there were some um there were like there were some mistakes against the Giants that's kind of to be expected like once isn't always the isn't always like the most perfect quarterback and that's especially true with a supporting cast that really doesn't give him much margin for error but I said this on Twitter like a bit after his game winning drive like 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 his performance in these last like few weeks it's kind of like reminding me of um tony romo on the early 2010s dallas cowboys and that like yeah it wasn't really always going to be pretty but like the reason that you kept him and like like the reason like you were really like so high on him and his upside and his ceiling is that especially in uh especially in crunch time he was able like not only make it competitive but like somehow elevate his team above like these near impossible situations and uh, make plays outside the pocket, like extend these plays, like 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 somehow pull out like four like fourth and twenties out of his ass or whatever, like make these tight window, make these gorgeous tight window throws, um, like in in uh, in the same way that he did with um Boston Scott on that game winning touchdown against the Giants. Like I thought that was like one of his best throws of the season. Uh, so uh, he, like he, like he like he's definitely paralleled. I think Tony Romo in that regard because both because both uh, quarterbacks like didn't like didn't really have uh, really good offensive lines in the in, like in in the two eras that I'm comparing. Obviously, Romo had an amazing offensive line in 2014, and as a result, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And then and then once in 2017, had an amazing office, o- offensive line, and he was also obviously one of the best quarterbacks in the league. It's just I think I think with like like the lack of quality pass protection. Um, like and obviously the lack of receivers as well. 
I think people have forgotten that like, hey, like like at his absolute best, this is definitely a top ten quarterback. And obviously, Eagles fans like 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 some of them see him as a top five quarterback, which I, I which like I've said before, I completely understand. Like he like he makes these plays that like very few quarterbacks can make at their absolute peak, and he was doing that um, against the Giants. And he's also doing that in the last three weeks of this regular season. So uh, going into it, go, like go, going into the first four weeks. Uh, his 2020 season, he was very, very, very bad. Like, may, like maybe like the worst quarterback in the league, if not uh, at least one of them. But go, but uh, the last few weeks have been much more comfortable, and he's gradually grown into uh, coming back as the top ten quarterback we've come to expect from this point. I think you hit on it, and I want to see if you fully do agree with it, though, because I 100 percent agree with it. And Eagles fans hate to hear it because. Booed the guy, hated the guy, crushed the guy. That Tony Romo comparison to Carson Wentz, I think it's perfect. Because there was times where Carson Wentz doesn't turn the ball over a lot, and there was periods in times in Tony Romo's career where he didn't turn the ball over a lot, and then there were. There were times where they turned the ball over an exceedingly amount, but they threw it a lot too, so it's understandably so. Uh, I think it's a perfect comparison. Do you think that those guys are all on the same lines as quarterback talent? Um, It like it, it very depends i think like like peak once is around like peak romo i feel like i feel like rome like romo's one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time and i like i, I like I, i've studied him like endlessly so um i like i don't know i, just, I like I, I feel like the cowboys have completely wasted his career and i'm worried that they'll do oh that. they did they absolutely oh, did. yeah yeah like I'm, I'm worried they'll do the exact same thing to Wentz. like lo, like let like let alone what they're doing to deck right now um i think i like i think like like once is not quite as consistent like his accuracy like I, th- I like i think we've talked about like like, Agreed. like isn't it like it's not always going to be like the absolute sharpest like there are going to be throws that like like he like he just barely misses in comparison but i'm really like i like i have mentioned i'm completely okay with that because um the plays that he does make completely offset it because he's making plays outside of the pocket he's like like he's throwing absolute darts to these no name receivers and that's completely offsetting whatever kind of mistakes he's doing. So so like it, like he doesn't he doesn't really have to play a perfect game as long as he makes like make, like makes like those huge chunk plays that offset the uh like whatever bad plays he makes. I think the Eagles can live with that. Yeah, and I can absolutely live with that when you have a talent because that's the thing. You go into a game and you think you can win it every time no matter who you're playing because Carson Wentz is your quarterback and that's the confidence he brings and you just broke it down Perfectly. That's exactly exactly why I feel that they can win every game because Carson Wentz is the quarterback. Of course, he's going to make some boneheaded plays. Of course, he's not going to make every throw. What he does make the big time plays to put your position, to your team in position to win the game every 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 time, every time. And I love the claim by you because I fully agree with this, and I'm interested even even with the Giants game that happened. I think this is still correct, but I'm interested because of this. This is a bold claim that you made that his game versus the Ravens was the best of his career. Now. I think the way he came back against the Ravens was the best of it comeback he's ever had in his career. Uh, put the team in position to win the game. Obviously, honestly, the two-point conversion play call, Doug Peterson lost them that game with the play call, the two-point conversion. Yeah. Carson Wentz did everything he could to put that position to win the game. If they would have tied it, who would know what happened in overtime because of the momentum that Carson Wentz had leaving that game. So I think the, the way you worded that is perfect because – not everybody's going to agree with it, obviously, and it was a loss, so the casual fan won't really agree with it either. But I agree with you. I think against that team, when you understand that the Ravens were the first seed last year, Super Bowl, one of the Super Bowl favorites this year, very talented organization, very talented defense, 
very talented secondary, one of the best defensive coordinators in Don Martindale. And to, to roll your team back with the talent you have around you, with the offensive line completely falling apart, with your right guard giving away pressure like a revolving door, uh, to roll your team back in those circumstances the way that he did, yeah, one of the best performances he's ever had in his career. I should I, sh- I should I should clarify a bit like I I like I, f- I feel I feel like it's his most impressive like like he's definitely had better games in 2017 mm-hmm. and 2018 2019 but I think I think like obviously like like uh like like but even point- when you go back to the when you go back to those games that that season was a last place schedule though that the Eagles had because they were seven nine the year before might make like I think when you look at the talent that he was doing that against yeah it was awesome I expected it from him it was, it was a great season that was an MVP caliber season before he got hurt. This game, though, specifically against that talented Ravens defense, given all the aspects around him that I just said, I think I think you're right on it. I think you have a great point. I just don't think a lot of people are voting into the context of your tweet because we can only put so many characters. Well, yeah, and it's, it's just like in, like in, in regards to like the, the defense he was facing, like he like he, he got like Connor he got hit like 17 times in that game, mm-hmm. like like That's uh, yeah yeah according to ESPN he got sacked six times. Uh, hit seventeen times, which I think um is some like like it's it's definitely somewhere in the top three for like like most hits allowed in like for the season so far. I don't know if it's number one. I think there might be like I I actually th- I actually think that like the Eagles defense themselves like produced more hits against the Bengals like 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 eighteen or nineteen. I would have to go back. Yeah, to something around there. Yeah, still a lot, still a lot to go through. It's a lot, but like I like I th- I think like in regards to that, like he only had one starter on the uh, that entire offense that was playing at that time, and of course that was Jason Kelsey. Everyone else was injured: Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz was injured by the end of the game. He was available at the beginning of it, but by the end of the game, like he was out, and he was out against the Giants. I think I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, go, like going go, going going on to that, um. Like yeah, like he like he definitely carried that entire offense. That like that offense really wasn't producing much either. Like he like despite the fact that he was putting up position to like like score touchdowns or whatever. He like um that first drive, I think it was like a third and twenty or third and twenty-two or whatever. He had to throw the John Hightower that was thrown perfectly in stride. He was a bit open, but like but like I give a lot of cre- credit to Wentz for the placement because there was a, there was definitely a defensive back um uh t- t- like there's a defensive back tailing on Hightower and like, and like, any, like, any, like any throw that's like, like just like a little underthrown could be easily disrupted. But once like all the credit in the world that he was able to throw him in stride, Hightower dropped that completely. However, like, but like that should have been a very easy touchdown, especially considering that Hightower is a def- like is a vertical burner, if you will. He wasn't really like, I, uh, was he, was, was he, was, was he a undrafted receiver or was he like drafted like late? Fifth round out of Boise State, yeah. So I mean, third day pick. Yeah, yeah. Like like fifth rounder, like very unheralded as like a, like as much as like Greg Ward or whatever. But um, yeah, like uh, I I actually did watch him before the draft, and I thought like like he like he had some pretty impressive vertical plays, and like that was kind of the case here. It's just the problem was like he wasn't make, really making much of a uh difference in the catching department, if you will. And uh, I think I think I actually think Miles Sanders dropped it. Yeah, he did. He he, he also yeah. dropped it. Yeah, he also dropped a touchdown pass earlier. I mean, uh, I think I th- I think like if if once wasn't really pressured, if he wasn't like forced to um like like a side sidestep edge pressure, he would have thrown it a lot sooner. It just the problem was he like like uh like like the way he was like 
the way he was being pressured, he was forced to like step up and not throw it. Right. And as a result, he had to place it like like more like more inside for Miles Sanders, which which was obviously a necessary adjustment, as I mentioned in the thread that I made on the uh, the game. Um. Yes. Yeah, so Sa- that's a common theme so far this season, man. I I feel like I rarely see him be able to step into his throws because the constant interior pressure gets right in his face, and he's not used to that usually because. You had Isaac Sayamalo and Brandon Brooks, the big guards out there that would were playing fairly well. Usually, uh, Brandon Brooks is obviously a top three right guard in the league, guard in general. Uh, now this year, you don't have that at all. Uh, Herbig has played well, but it's still, it's not the same. He never gets to step into his throws much. I think that, that I mean, obviously, you know, evaluating the quarterback position, how much that hinders your accuracy, how much that hinders what you can put into the ball. You can't step into it. Uh, it, it's really bothersome. It's, I, I can't believe he, he could play that well. And that's why he, he had to get him out of the pocket so he could step into these throws better. And how look how he's been, how much better he is out of the pocket. Uh, you can't step into the throws. You're screwed pretty much. Right. But uh, I think I like, uh, I like, I think going back to the throw with the Sanders, uh, like he, like he, he, he was able to like still throw him a very accurate ball. Like, like Sanders still mm-hmm. had to adjust a bit, but a, oh, as I've said, is a very, right. he should have caught that. Absolutely. Yeah he, yeah. he definitely should have caught that. I think Fulgham also had a fourth quarter, like, like a, like a late or like very early fourth quarter drop. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was like a fourth and 15. It was also not a very easy catch to make, but it was also like across a, his true. body. Yeah. It's that once across the body throw you're talking about. Yeah, it was it was a really well thrown yeah. ball though. Like it was, like, it was, it was an absolute, yeah. it was an absolute rope. Uh, like like definitely could have caught it. Absolutely, he should have yeah. caught it. I agree. Yeah, he should have caught it, but like I don't blame him like as much as Sanders or Hightower in terms of like the difficulty because like it was a lot. Uh, it was a lot more challenging. It wasn't expected. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. But I mean, yeah, you still you still would hope some a guy can make that catch. But yeah, I I could not believe made a crossbody throw that way that you got exactly where he needed to put it. The ball placement on that was exactly right in Fulgham's hands. It was interesting that he was able to do that. I thought that was very talented too. I'm glad you brought that up. Hey, at least like on, a, on like on the bright side, at least he was able to like make up make up for it later in the game, and uh, especially once Ooh. he was able to make up for his receivers' errors. With, uh, Both on Peters and Marlon Humphrey, man, that was insane. Yeah, like, like that, like that's like if if that, if that isn't like the best cornerback duo in the league, like it's definitely top three. And he was able to like carve them apart in those last two drives, and like he like he was he was an absolutely botched uh, two point conversion attempt away from tying it, sending it to overtime potentially. I don't know how many timeouts they had, but uh, it definitely probably would have went overtime in my opinion. But yeah, uh, I th- I think overall like. Like especially considering the fourth quarter performance he had, like he was getting beaten up quite a bit. He had one starter on that entire offense, like at the end of the day, and yet uh, he was able to make all these impressive throws, like into tight windows and against pressure. And uh, like like he, like he wasn't even affected by it. it was, like it was, like it was it was it was almost like he was a completely different quarterback. And I think like I think for a quarterback like once it like 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 for some odd reason like. Like uh, especially this season, he's gotten like way better as the game has gone. Like 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 there there like there are quarterbacks that like that are like dead on like entrance of accuracy. Like they're on fire immediately in the first quarter and the second quarter. I think for once, like he's definitely he's definitely been good in those spots. But I think but I think like especially the fourth quarter, like like he, like he just just he just turns into this Patrick Mahomes esque player that uh evil, that evil, that many Eagles fans expect of him. And unfortunately, like un- unfortunately for the Eagles, uh, like 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 they're like the rest of that team is like so incompetent that like they're always trailing at that point, and yet once is always bringing them back in that game, and and for uh for the for this game, 
with the uh, the level of talent that the Ravens have in that defense, with how well they were able to like blitz up, and uh, like the way they were able to bl- dial up a blitz, I just thought it was very impressive for once, like what the performance he did. Even if, like even if he lost, that he was able to, like have that performance against a team that was constantly pressuring him, that was constantly uh, hitting him with the receiving talent. Uh, I should say the, the lack of receiving talent that he had around him. Agreed, completely agree. So, man, the national narratives of Wentz always seem to be of a lesser extent to his actual talent he displays. Uh, his accuracy will never be the best, and you and I have already hit on that before, but he has incredible ball placement, though. For a guy who has such accuracy issues that you wouldn't expect, he has amazing ball placement. I apologize. My dog's getting a little involved in the podcast <laughs> now. But anyways, I think his arm talent should be na- uh, nationally recognized a little bit more. You always see those crazy plays that he made in 2017 that the NFL uh, accounts would always post out but nowadays it's the, the thing that you always see with these accounts is uh when the eagles are trailing they're like should we bench should the eagles bench carson wentz for jalen hurts now or is it time for the eagles to make switch to hurts and you can tell that people aren't really watching but as a quarterback evaluator yourself what aspects of Wentz's game do average football fans need to start paying attention to that we aren't appreciating enough i think you pretty much nailed it on the head in terms of his skills like i, th- I think people need to pay like a bit more attention to um his arm, his arm strength, he, like he, 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 like he doesn't have like, the, like the quickest throwing motion in the league, but he's able to generate a lot of arm power with, uh, with that powerful throwing arm that he has, and he's able to throw like, like, uh, like, like sixty, like fifty air yards down the field. I, like, I, I, I had, I had another clip, excuse me, Burton, that uh, I had that uh, I posted against the Steelers. It was, like, it was, it was. Like it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily like a drop by John Hightower in the end zone, but it was a play where it went like completely through his hands, and yeah, it, like like it was, it was like mo- one of the most well thrown balls I've seen from once this season so far. It was a play where it was a play where uh, interior pressure had to like knock him like like outside the pocket. He had like he had to like extend it a bit, but like I th- I, th- I think on a play he pump fake like twice, but yet he was still able to throw like sixty air yards down the field outside of the pocket. I don't even think like his his feet were really set, and yet he was able to like throw it like towards the back of the end zone like perfectly to Hightower, and Hightower just let it slip through his hands like he didn't even, like he he like I don't even think he touched it, which which is like the craziest part. And this was like this this this, this was like the middle of the fourth quarter where um uh the Eagles like pretty much threatened they were like they were at they were like they were at, they were actually like a missed field goal away from tying it as well so like 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 that like that's that that's just like more I remember that they were perfectly I, I don't think Hightower was expecting it and I think that's just a rookie it's, thing when it's bad fourth quarter luck it was it was bad fourth quarter luck I don't really want to give an excuse to Hightower because he really should catch that pass it was really right in his hands would have scored easy touchdown but uh I just think you, that's the rookie not really understanding what his quarterback is capable of because that play looked extremely dead. But I, I, I agree with you. I, it, that was that pass was incredible. His he gets the, the sometimes it's not all the time. It's not every pass, but when he gets his ball placement correct and it's right there. Oh, it's a thing of beauty. It's right in the guy's hands. It's top five. You don't know how he put it in there. So yeah, it's top five. I completely agree. It's Houdini. It's Houdini. Like how you get the ball there, especially yeah. with all the air yards. You're right. He didn't have his feet on that play. I completely remember that. It's insane. I just don't think he ever gets the credit that he should. We're always talking about if the Eagles are – I mean, it, it, I do blame the national attention he gets, though, because it's not really looked upon as he is this top-ten quarterback. I think some people say it, like you yourself, but I a lot look at the Eagles' decision of drafting Jalen Hurts, which is all Howie Roseman's fault, and think Wentz's leash isn't that long. The Eagles are 2-4-1. 
he should be the one to blame. Quarterbacks are usually the one to blame. Well, Phil, when Phil, are they going to go to Hurts? I like. I, I I will say. I will say in regard. Philadelphia is like a huge market. Like it's one of the biggest markets. Like like not just for the NFL, Absolutely. but sports in general. So like, uh, you're like you're definitely like not just going to have national opponents doing it, but you're, you're also going to have like like local media that are like constantly scrutinizing like every. Oh single yeah, we have. Us. They do yeah. that a lot. Yeah, you and you're like. You're 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 also going to bring up like oh why why like why didn't they keep Nick Foles? They should have kept him over once, like despite once clearly being more like like having more staying power than Foles has. He's he's been on two teams already, like despite being <laughs> despite being away from the Eagles. So uh, like that should that should give you a pretty good idea on how consistent he's been. Clorox knows you want your clothes smelling fresh and clean, but so what happens? That's why we created Clorox Fabric Sanitizers to freshen up your clothes between washes, pre-treat extra stinky laundry, and make sure every last odor comes out in the wash. Clorox Fabric Sanitizers take care of all that and eliminate 99% of odor-causing bacteria. Plus, they're bleach-free and safe for all colors and fabrics. When it counts, trust Clorox. At Freedom Mortgage, freedom means helping veterans achieve their home financing goals. Whatever freedom means to you, Freedom Mortgage has custom loan options to meet your needs, making home financing a custom fit. That's freedom. Visit freedommortgage.com forward slash VA to learn more. Freedom Mortgage Corporation, MLS number 2767, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org, 951 Yamato Road, Boca Raton, Florida, 33431, 800-220-3333. Licensed in all 50 states. For complete licensing information, visit www.freedommortgage.com forward slash state-licensing. Equal housing opportunity. I think your mic is off. Yeah, your your mic. Oh, I was muted for the whole entire time. I absolutely <laughs> I apologize so, for that. I, 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 I was so confused. I was like, "Wait, I might you're right though." It, it is his own backyard that he gets all the na- all the national hate from. But from outside looking in, you watch all the film. You've seen Carson once a lot. There's always this discussion going on that it's Doug Pierce's play calling. Is it? Carson Wentz not listening to his coach, or what is it, or what's the disconnect there? Because you know you saw it yourself, the Pierce won a Super Bowl. Nick Foles hasn't had the same quite success as Carson Wentz yet. Don't think he's had the same opportunities also either. But there's always this discussion in Philadelphia: is if Doug Pierce is holding Carson Wentz back, or is Carson Wentz holding back Doug Peterson? Do you ever watch these games and think, what the hell is Doug Peterson doing, or what is like? Just go ahead. What do you think, man? He just he he's just turned into Bill O'Brien for some reason. It's odd. Like, oh, you think? Wow, that you're going that. I do think he struggles so much this season. That I'm just like this, this. Like I like this season in particular. In past seasons, like like it, it's definitely been nowhere near the masterpiece of coaching that we saw for them in 2017. But this season, like especially in particular, it's just like I I I like I don't know what the hell he's doing. He's just like 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 he he's not. I'm like I'm I'm speechless. Like I'm starting through this. It's just like like it, like his like his two point conversions are like the abs- like some of the absolute yeah. worst I've ever seen. Like like forget this year. Like there's some of the worst I've ever seen. That two point conversion he had against the Ravens. Like it was just I like I I like I don't know why you wouldn't have once roll out of the pocket like try like try to find a receiver. Like why are you running him up the middle, especially with an offensive line that you know can't protect. They like they can't get like they like. They can't, like they can't, 
they can't get any separation like whatsoever. Like he was hit 17 times, sacked six times, and you're having him run up the middle instead of rolling out of the pocket to try and find an over receiver. Like, like, like the like these are these are the kind of mistakes that Doug Peterson has made constantly, even in wins. Like he like he like he, he was he was doing this stuff against the 49ers, and he's also doing this stuff against the Giants last week, where. Like he, like he, like he was, he was making these decisions that that were like, would make you wonder, like, should we fire him? And yet, at the, like at the, at the same time, like some, like somehow, some way, his coaching, like somehow, has always gotten better in the second half of the, of the season. So, like, I'm holding out a bit of hope on that. But like, I don't, like, I don't know. He, need, I, he, I don't he know needs it. an offensive coordinator. He needs an he offensive does. coordinator. He needs somebody that he can. He needs a Frank Reich back. He need. I don't need. I don't need it necessarily to beat Frank Reich. But he needs that type of role that Frank Wright started in Philadelphia back. And that's going down, breaking the game plan together the night before the game, uh, doing the script together. And then when the things go off script, you have that guy you can lean on that already has an idea of what should be implemented because that's what worked with Doug Peterson. That's what won with Doug Peterson. The Eagles have squeaked into the playoffs last couple of seasons without it. Uh, they could also do that again without that NFC use is obviously abysmal this year. But to, to fully get back to the point of being an explosive offense to the where they were, because it wasn't like they had – I mean, they had Nelson Aguilar, who is inconsistent as hell, didn't get a new contract with this team, go off in 2017. They had Torrey Smith, who got treated immediately after, played very well, gave them a vertical, consistent threat. And then Alshon Jeffrey, who ever since has uh, been an afterthought, looked pretty well. I, I just think they need another offensive coordinator there to, to give the. I think Doug Peterson could be the coach of this team, head coach of this team. I think he can lead this team to victory. I think he could be another, a, win another Super Bowl. Uh, but I agree with you. I think with the I think his play designs, they're there. I think sometimes he doesn't have the talent to perform to what it to be. But I think his situational play calling is awful. I think that's one of the worst things about Doug Pearson. His situational play calling is is really is his Achilles heel. I think that's where you need the offensive coordinator, uh, like a, a Jay Gruden per se, if Jacksonville cleans house at the end of the season to lean on. Uh, until he has that, I think we're all gonna be looking at Doug Pearson and scratch our head about him because I don't think he can have that. I don't think he can be that Super Bowl winning head coach that we know him to be, unless he has that Frank Reich type role behind him. Yeah, it's, it's 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 also interesting that you mentioned that because I read the other day that uh, I th- I think I think like like after every game every every game in 2017, regardless if they won or lost, like Reich and Peterson would always go for notes and like, okay, what should we do better this time? And like what, they would meet like, up the night before the game, yeah, and yeah, go, go over scripts of going into the game prior, and then he hasn't done that with Mike Rowe. He's not doing that with anybody this year because of COVID. He hasn't built that relationship with anybody, which I don't – you look at his staff. Marty Morningwake has been an awful play caller. Rich Gandrillo has been an awful play caller. It's not like he has anybody on his staff he can really lean on to have good play calling ability either. That's why you got to bring an outsider in. And I think I at the end know, of the season – I didn't even know Morningwake was on that roster. He's, he's oh my. <laughs> a consultant. He's a consultant. So whatever you want to call that. But yeah. <laughs> Rich Gandrillo is, and he has some sort of effect in the – play designs and then press Taylor is really I guess you could say the offensive coordinator without the title at, but doesn't have a strong staff he just doesn't have a strong offensive supporting cast staff for him to really be successful and I think it hurts him I think they finally need to address that with him is he is he also the offensive coordinator or is, or is it grow the offensive coordinator grows in Indianapolis now he's the offensive coordinator with why, did, why 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 did I think he was still with the Eagles I mean, no, sorry. Gross wide receiver coach within Indianapolis now. He's an offensive coordinator, but he's not. The Eagles fired him last year after the offense was abysmal. 
I mean, they, he was I, a scapegoat, I, but I mean, they just I mean, haven't. They and again, he was a scapegoat, and they had it, and they haven't improved. I they haven't improved that I, area. I, I probably made that mistake, cause, like, because like, there's there's really not been much of a difference between this year's offense and last year's offense. Carson Wentz is still like being forced to make plays outside of the pocket, and that's an issue. That's why you got to bring somebody else in. I I I think it has to be Jay Gruden or something along those lines. But uh, to wrap it up, Johnny, I need to hear your thing. That I need to hear your thoughts, though. Uh, that, I looked your analyst on Doug Peterson, though. I think that's interesting. I don't think a lot of people go into detail about that yet. And from an outsider looking in, I, I'm, I'm glad you feel that way because it's interesting to listen to. But are you liking this Jalen Hurst designs that they're implementing or you think they're awful? Knock it off. <laughs> Knock it off, really. Wow. Like, like, interesting. It's like, like okay. It keeps, def- it keeps the defensive coordinator guessing, though. I like that, but I think the way they utilize it is wrong. I would like to see Jalen Hurts yeah. more with Wentz as a – but. Use Jalen Hurts as like a running back with Wentz. Yes, like like that, that. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like I, I like I feel like the like like the way that Hurts is being used right now is not very necessary. And it seems like a like it, it, like it really seems like a Philly brand of uh, the Taysom Hill play calling that uh, the Saints use with him. It's just I don't not effective at all because not only that Jalen Hurts isn't going to run a vertical threat down the. I mean, I'm not going to run a vertical down the field and then catch it for a touchdown that's the, that's the issue with Taysom Hill you could do all these certain things I think you could just really run with uh Jalen Hurts or throw it oh god don't get me started on Taysom Hill <laughs> <laughs> that's what everybody that's what I agree with you everybody thought that's what the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts for is for a Taysom Hill type role uh well, well, well I mean they, they 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 also drafted him to be like a backup in case one's got hurt again it just like well really that's the main reason why the Eagles drafted him but I mean the national perception right away when they make that they announce that pick is the Eagles are going to try this Jalen Hurts stuff I mean excuse me this Jason Mills of Jalen Hurts but Jalen no. Hurts is never going to run routes on the field and catch you for burn you for a touchdown like Taysom Hill has right. the ability to do so really the threat of Jalen Hurts on the field is two things he's either going to throw it or he's going to pass it it's not he's going to catch it or run it uh, for a huge vertical uh, downfield pass. My thing is, he J- Miles Sanders is banged up. Boston Scott is good, not really great to lead a running uh, rushing attack. Instead of having Carson Wentz split out wide and giving the defense the option of either A, playing coverage against Jalen Hurts, or B, going right after him, take a snap to Wentz and hand it off to Jalen Hurts out of the backfield. And let bring some confusion that way. I, I just don't see it enough. I, I mean, that's the only issue I have with it. Uh, but then again, they shouldn't have drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round to begin with. They could have took James Morgan in the fourth to give that uh, backup insurance that you need on a rookie contract. Because I know you go with the talent there, and that's you, you trust your evaluations. But I mean, this team wasn't good enough to take a backup quarterback in the second round. That's the truth. Yeah, cer- like certainly, certainly not. And I don't know. I, I just, I like, I, I, I definitely do agree with your points. Like, like he should definitely be getting handoffs, but that at the same time also requires like a pretty competent. Uh, coaching staff, and that's it's pretty clear that the Eagles don't have that right now, which is pretty, just pretty shocking because, like, we all thought that Doug Peterson was like the main guy, and like, like the main guy in terms of that Super Bowl run. And it's like as the years have gone by, it's getting pretty clear that like Frank Reich like may have had a lar- larger role in that than we've all thought. And it's just his like 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 his 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 usage of Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz in general have just been baffling. And in, uh, like I don't know, I like. It, like okay, 
if you are going to use Jalen Hurts, you need to be like way more creative in terms of like what you're doing. Like you need to be like way less predictable. You need to have more playmaking ability on your offense, and they just don't have it. Yeah, just like yeah, like 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 do that, and also also don't like line out once wide. Like that like that's the exact same thing that the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson and Joe Flacco in 2018. Their offense is like insane. The offense was insanely predictable. Whenever Lamar Jackson was lining up as the wildcat, like Joe, like Joe Flacco was, point. yeah, Joe Flacco was like way out wide, and yet like like they, they like they they clearly weren't targeting them at all. It's Joe Flacco. He has absolutely no athleticism in his body except for his arm. Like, and that's he, the Marty Mortarwig influence that he brought to yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah there, there you go. That's that, what you're that, seeing that, it here right now. Yeah, it's there, ugly, there you go. Man. That's, not, that's, it, not, that's not a coincidence whatsoever. Mortarwig has definitely had some kind of influence. Now, I'm not saying Mortarwig like definitely shouldn't belong in the NFL in some extent. I'm just like I'm just saying, don't let him design any run plays or have any impact on the quarterback. Absolutely, it's not going to be good. I really agree with you. I, I like I want to see Jalen Hurts more as a runner. I don't want to see him with this. Joe Flacco, Lamar Jackson type Wildcat that you just compared it to because that's obviously what the Eagles are doing. And I think that's one of Morning Wings' influence that he brought to the building as well with that Joe and Hurts pick. But Johnny, Johnny Kinsley, thank you for coming back on the show. Again, we'll have to have you on more often, talk about the quarterback position and Carson Wentz moving forward. I like to give it a couple of weeks before we do that, though. But at Brick Wall Blitz on Twitter, deep ball accuracy chart. You guys need to check it out. It's amazing. That's what I fell in love with Johnny's work is reading that at work. It's truly one of the best out there. Uh, thanks for coming on my show, man. No problem, Connor. Thanks for having me on again. Appreciate you. At Freedom Mortgage, freedom means helping veterans achieve their home financing goals. Whatever freedom means to you, Freedom Mortgage has custom loan options to meet your needs, making home financing a custom fit. That's freedom. Visit freedommortgage.com forward slash VA to learn more. Freedom Mortgage Corporation, MLS number 2767, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org, 951 Yamato Road, Boca Raton, Florida, 33431, 800-220-3333. Licensed in all 50 states. For complete licensing information, visit www.freedommortgage.com forward slash state dash licensing. Equal housing opportunity. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your filtry air filters today at filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.